This week on Ultra 64, you'd better damn well respect our authorita because we're talking about South Park, you MFers. Welcome to Ultra 64. We are the Internet's comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. Uh, each and every week we are playing a different randomly selected game from the Nintendo 64 catalog. And we are playing it and we are talking about it. And your lives are enriched because of it. My name is Steve Guntley. I'm Woody Siskowski. Uh, we are joined by a very special guest, uh, Miss Emily Aguila. Hello, Emily. Why, hello there, Steve. Hi, Woody. Uh, Hi, Emily. It's nice so to meet long you. Since you uh, we have never met each other before. Is that correct? <laughs> this is correct. What yeah. card is he holding now? Yeah. Blue five. You, oh, you got the it. Blue five. How yes. did you even guess that? That's... There are no blue cards in this deck. That was a one in a billion chance. I win. You're so good. Uh, wait, for... wait, it's a deck of magic cards. Oh, okay. That's it. <laughs> and they're all blue. And they're all it was. It was... It was, yeah, it was counterspell. Okay, it's yeah. not, that's less impressive then. Uh, Emily, for people who major uh, Steve superfans, yeah, uh, right. they'll know Emily as uh, the host of the World of Tomorrow podcast that I'm a, a co-host on, and we haven't done in like, we were just talking about, it. like the last time we did a podcast together, I didn't have the second dog, no. so it's been like eight months and at you least. Guys, you I guys know. talk about the Don Hertzfeld short film, right? We do. We talk about Don Hertzfeld's World of Tomorrow. Yep. Uh, it's a, it's that's a, why you ran out of episodes. It's, it's a 60 minutes about, long. We do not talk about his other films, as good as they no. are, because that's not the point of the show. We have a mandate. We need to stick to it. So yeah. just as a, as a little tangent here, I'd like to say that World of Tomorrow, the Don Hertzfeld film, is like the greatest thing that's ever been made. It's, and so if oh you God, have so not good. seen that, go watch, turn off this podcast and go watch that. Yeah, go watch that because we're talking we about animation not that's not as quite as, as good this time. Um, we, what, what do you guys actually talk about on that podcast? So on the, we actually talk about Futurama on that yes. podcast. We do episode by episode. We bring on guests and we, we got through the first season and then life and jobs and the Ugh. fact that we're both on exact opposite sides of the country literally. got in the way. Like, literally, I'm as far northwest as you can get. You're about as far southeast as you can get. Yep. So, and in Florida, the Samurai Sword the State. Thrilling world of Nintendo 64 podcast. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I got what? caught you... into this racket. Uh, I know, just up and abandoned me, and then I went and I started my own podcast, and then I'm still also not doing that one, too, so you know how it goes. Oh, shit. Okay, so that's not on me. I've been feeling guilty about, like, killing Futurama, but uh, no, it's, it's you, you, oh, you killed Futurama as well, and you killed Danny Phantom. Well, well he's already Phantom? half ghost. See, that was what I said, yeah. Okay. He's already, ha- is that the deal? He's actually a half ghost? He's a half ghost, show. so yeah. Okay. This is a show. It's is it Butch Hartman? It's right? Butch Hartman. It's, yeah. Okay, for who made the Fairly Odd Parents yeah. for, for Nickelodeon? Yeah, I, I missed the show. I completely. think we have completed our most confusing and tangential intro to this show. That's that a good we've one. Ever yeah. Done. yeah, it's um, up there. It's, a, it's still well, not clear what our fun. show is actually about. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me elaborate on what this show is about. Now that we've got Emily here, uh, we are talking about a video game called South Park. Wait, South Park's not a video game, Steve. Oh, oh, you would be incorrect in that, Woody. Uh, it's a common misconception. You see, South Park it's was a, a television show 
that was turned into a video game that was also turned into a movie. Emily, you get and it partial credit as well. it was turned into a town, well. right? It was turned into <laughs> the, a the town. The town was based on the television show. The state of Colorado is based on that. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I that's, knew and I'm it. from there. So, you know, we, we established that. And then uh, my family settled in Cartmanlia. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we did very well place. for ourselves. It's, the, it's, it's next to the marshlands. <laughs> it's next to the marshland and Brothlosky Peak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Emily, we, we uh, asked you to pick an episode to be on, and you picked South Park. Why did you pick this game? Because this was the game that when it came out, um, I was not of age to play it. So, of <laughs> course, we immediately went to Blockbuster, rented it, and played it <laughs> constantly. Oh, yeah. All right, so is this a game that you look back on fondly? Because I might be bursting some bubbles for you. So some I remember fat, big bone bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> I remember enjoying playing it, but mm. never actually like getting invested in it. You know, right? So it's yeah. something that when I played it, it was fun, but it wasn't like, oh, I have to beat this game because I never beat this game. I don't think there is a way to beat this game. I I can counter that. <laughs> there is a way to beat it. Uh, the only way to beat it is to stand in the center of the room with your reflecting laser gun, walk in a circle constantly and fire that laser gun until mm. enough of them ra- randomly ricochet onto the boss's back. Cause that's th- right. That's the annoying thing about all the bosses in this game is all their weak spots are on their back. I remember So you need to like that. be constantly sneaking around them to hit them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 There we go. Memories. <sighs> Well, South Park as a, I, I'm, I have a lot of feelings about South Park. I'm going to be talking a lot about South Park and a lot about my, my childhood. So uh, apologies for the indulgences. But this, this, this whole one, podcast is an indulgence. Um, it, it is. is. By definition, we are were on a previous podcast together. I am used to this. <laughs> <laughs> You're used to my rambling nonsense? <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Also, I when mean, you say South Park, are we, now this is where the confusion comes in. Are you talking uh-huh. about the game or are you talking about the show? Because I've also got ideas I, and feelings for the show. We're, we're going to start feel, with the show. I yeah, think. my my feelings about the game are much less complicated than my feelings <laughs> yeah, about yeah. the show. <laughs> I have a fairly clear cut opinion of the game. The show kind of sends me for a loop sometimes. Yeah. All right, so I mean, growing up, this show was so so hugely important to me. I don't know why. I think it was just something I was completely obsessed with it. I think. It's kind of that synergy, you know, where sometimes you find like a, a character in a book or like a, you find an artist or something and you feel like, shit, this person gets me. Yeah. I kind of felt like that with Trey Parker and Matt Stone because I was kind of a lonely, nerdy comedy kid who was obsessed with musical theater. I didn't really have a lot of friends. And, and you know, so that that spoke to me. I saw a little bit of myself in that. And the fact that they were Colorado kids, too, and they became so hugely successful. I'm like, all right, well, it's possible. You can you can live in this little small town in Colorado and you can still make something of yourself and you can still do something. So it was a very inspirational show for me. But, I mean, as the show's gone on and as I've grown and as I've changed, I've had to kind of confront some of the troubling philosophies kind of at the center of the show or lack of philosophies, which I think is kind of more the problem. Yeah, I mean, it's a very – I feel like South Park sort of has gone through a sort of narrative for the show itself and people's opinion of the show. I I think right when it came out, and this is sort of the time when the game came out too – People just didn't really know what it was. Yeah. And it sort of got more attention based on sort of much like when The Simpsons started. Mm. It's just like these characters are boiled down to a couple catchphrases and people like imitating the voice. And you would get like a shirt with Cartman that says, respect my authority. Sure. Just like you would with like a picture of Bart who's like, oh, yeah. Bart, man. Eat, eat yeah. my shorts. And you're like, 
that's not really what the show is, but no. that's what everyone associates with it. And then as it sort of went forward, there was a time, you know, then it was like, oh, we real, yeah, I feel like right at the beginning, people didn't know what it was. There were probably lots of kids watching mm-hmm. it because their parents had no idea right. oh, yeah. all the gross stuff that they was going it's a, on. It's in the a show. cartoon. It's for yeah, kids. Yeah, exactly. And for then adults? people are like, oh, this is actually really a gross, obscene show. Yeah. And then, then there was, went through that phase of like people like, you know, calling out South Park as an example of the degradation of society and right. the better oh, yeah. our kids oh, yeah. watching and things like that. And then it sort of flipped again and being like, hey, this show is super brilliant. Right. And like these guys are actually like in depth satirists and like really smart, you know, guys with an edge. And now I feel like it's kind of flipped again to be like, you know, maybe that wasn't as brilliant as we thought it was. I, I yeah. I mean, it's not even that necessarily. I do genuinely think some episodes of South Park yeah. are brilliant satire. I really, really do. And I think some of it holds up really well. Mm-hmm. But. Well, I'll, I'll kind of get into that as we go on. Sure. Let me, but let me. The, but the, the yeah. thing when it started too, it wasn't satire. It was just a comedy show. And then as it yeah, got, yeah, went yeah, on, yeah. then they're like, okay, well, now we've got this soapbox. Let's stand on it. So yeah, that didn't exactly. even. It didn't even start that way. It eventually got there, and then it just sort of became known for that, and only that. And now it's gone. Now it's gone very far in that direction. Right. Yeah. Now it's like, like make, we have all the soapboxes, and we don't know where to stand. They make very little effort in the newer episodes to be funny. Yeah. You know, like, like they don't really write jokes so much as they just sort of think of extreme versions of real life situations. Yeah. And. You, and I've, you know, I've been out of the loop the last couple seasons. I kind of tuned and, out, but uh, and like you said, some episodes, some episodes click. It, it's a very you know, it's not a super character driven show in the sense that anymore, the characters no. can kind of do whatever they want. It's sort of a plot and gimmick. Yeah, favorite show. So sometimes they stumble upon these really great premises. Oh yeah, and these ways to tie these satire together. I feel like they had this formula for the newer episodes where they'll take two sort of unrelated issues. And tie them together in a weird way. Right. Um, and sometimes that really clicks, and sometimes it doesn't, and you have to watch a half-hour episode where they're just beating this unfunny joke for the whole time. That's the problem, because some South Park doesn't do B-plots. They're very unique in that, like like unlike most TV shows. They, they, they just have one plot, and they stick with it. So if it's not working, it's going to not work for an entire 22 minutes. Yeah. Well, they do do B-plots. Yeah. They're just not as big as the main focus and it tends to mm. what ends up happening is since they've the and i think this all changed like once they killed off kenny officially and they brought in butters and mm. then they brought kenny back and now it's focused on not the four kids but it's mostly it's like you said like the simpsons where it was the simpsons the family as a whole now it's kind of the homer show and everybody else is bouncing around south park was about these four kids and now it's either about Randy or Cartman, yeah, yeah. and then everyone yeah, yeah, else yeah. happens to be there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Randy's definitely become like a main focal point, like because Cartman is Cartman is like the opportunist, and he's the racist and the bigot, and he's right. the one with the louder, more uh, bigger ideas like that. And Randy's just kind of the bumbling idiot who's just always like he he has become Homer Simpson, definitely. Yeah. Like. Um, let's go back a little bit into the history of South Park. So South Park was created by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. They were two friends who met while attending film school at CU Boulder. 
Uh, they made their senior project Cannibal the Musical, which eventually got a home video release from Troma, and I unabashedly love that movie. It's great. Have you watched that movie? I've never seen it. A lot of people are big we fans gotta, of We got to watch okay. it. We My gotta brother watch it. loves it's, that. Oh, it's fantastic. I've we, we tried when I was in college. We tried to do it live. And my professor flatly refused because <laughs> he had a bad experience with Trey Parker and Matt Stone. They, oh. they came through when they were researching and making that movie. They came through to our town. We lived in the town of Gunnison in the middle of the mountains. And it's near where the Alfred Packer murders happened. You know, the actual cannibal event. Like our cafeteria oh. was called oh, I, I didn't know that was based a, off a real thing. I thought it was a, a parody of like those Italian cannibal films. Like, oh, I no, thought it no. was like, yeah, like cannibal, cannibal Holocaust, Holocaust or no. something. But, like, right. Yeah, no, it's, okay. it's based on a very specific thing in Colorado history that happened like near where I went to college. So they came to my town and they went to my drama professor and they asked like if he wanted to be involved in the project. And, it, and he just kind of shut them down. He just said like, no, no, no I, I don't want to be involved with these dumb kids and then south park hit and they were super huge and everybody's like oh hey weren't, weren't those the guys who came and wanted you to be a part of their movie and so he's still pissed about it he wouldn't let us stage it but uh yeah i love cannibal the musical um and so uh of the duo parker is kind of more the creative visionary and matt stone is more of the the business guy okay. like he, yeah. he's kind of more the behind the scenes producer guy but they do both do voices on the show it's amazing um, how prolific trey parker is oh my god a, as a he As writes a creative force. He writes, he writes so, every single episode. Know, every and, single one of them. That's and crazy. he does most of the voices. I think he does. Think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. He does more than uh, Matt does. Definitely. If if you grew up in Colorado, everybody around this time had a six degrees of separation story about Trey or Matt. Like everybody wow. knew him. There was a guy I went to high school with who swore up and down that Kenny was based on his older brother <laughs> because they were both very poor and he was always wearing like a big parka. So they, I don't know if they ever actually even met, but that was, he would swear up and down. No, it's totally based on my brother, Kenny. Uh, there was my, my college roommate, his older sister went to high school with Trey and uh, said he was he was a really nice little kid, but he stayed by himself in the music room all day long, like practicing piano and writing mm. musicals. Like he's been obsessed That's with so musicals his funny. whole life. And the the counselor at that school where they went was Mr. Lackey, oh, who man. would always say, mm okay, okay. okay. And he was yeah. renamed Mr. Mackey and put in the show and apparently was not too happy about it. And of course, everybody who lived in Colorado has been to Casa Bonita, which is a real place. They based a whole episode around it. It is... Uh, it's a fun experience. They have the cliff diving. They have the photos. They have everything like that. It's the worst food you will ever put in your mouth. Okay. <laughs> it is absolute sub fast food garbage. Uh, the sopapillas are the only things that are mildly redeeming, but I mean, it's just bread and honey. Like that's not <laughs> oh, hard to gross. fuck up. Yeah, but it's a fun experience, and when you're a kid, like that's where you want to go for your birthday every year. Casa Bonito, wow, wow. that's a good episode. It's a fun that's episode. A really yeah, good it's. Episode. After we watched that episode, I was in college when that one came out, and we we made a road trip and we went to Casa Bonita again. It makes, and made me want to go to Casa Bonita. Oh, it's so. it sucks now. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to be a cliff diver there. Uh, South Park is actually a town, or or more accurately, it's kind of an area, an unincorporated zone, kind of sort of <laughs> like it's in the the southern high valleys in Park County. And the biggest town, the town that's like probably South Park is probably based on, is called Fair Play, which has a population of less than a thousand. I've been there. They're several well times. known for their sportsmanship. They are, yeah, they're very good about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, the, I, I don't know if they're still doing this. They used to air new episodes of the show every week at the local bar. And, like, the whole town would kind of come out and, like, watch South Park because they, they, they own it and they love that. Really, the town got to be based on South Park because 
if you grew up around that area, South Park is the area where all the weird supernatural shit happens. Okay. Like that's if somebody's abducted by aliens, they're probably from Fair Play or South Park. Got it. And that that was sort of the premise of the very first South Park exactly. episode. Exactly. Titled Cartman Gets an Anal Probe. That's the so one. <laughs> they probably took inspiration from that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good setting. Like if it's kind of an inside baseball setting, but it's a good one. So uh, Stone and Parker first earned attention for a five-minute short film they created called The Spirit of Christmas. Uh, it's a very, very crudely animated thing that they made as a Christmas card for friends. And it's just construction paper characters uh, that are super foul-mouthed. And the first version of this had Santa fighting Frosty the Snowman. I remember And then that. later... Later, a Fox executive would hire them and commission them to do it again with Santa versus Jesus. Oh. And and then the characters kind of took a little more form. Like they, they in the second short, they look how they look in the show. Okay. And their voices are still kind of coming in. But yeah. Um, so but that started kind of that became an early viral video. Like before the Internet was a thing everywhere. It was a viral video. It was something like people would hand each Making other the copies cassette of tapes. copies of copies of copies. Exactly. It just got dubbed to death. And uh, that caught people's attention and uh, they, people started trying to get in business with them for a show. Uh, they shopped the series to Fox and MTV, but uh, Fox couldn't really stomach the content as it was. And MTV wanted to tone it way down and make it more teen friendly. And they weren't really interested in that. So they went to Comedy Central. Uh, Comedy Central was fairly new at the time. It had only been invented in 1991. And they were still kind of looking for their big breakthrough hit. They were kind of a joke at this time. You'll remember there's an episode of The Simpsons, Who Shot Mr. Burns? Oh, yeah. Where a major plot point centers on how pathetic it is to watch Comedy Central. (laughs) I I made sure to take note of that as it seemed quite unusual. Yeah, one character says that he goes home to watch Comedy Central and exactly. that is the tip-off of an unusual thing that someone would do. Yeah, because it's, it's they, they mostly ran, like, it was reruns of Kids in the Hall, Strangers with Candy, and then just a ton of, like, 80s stand-up. And they, they had Mystery Science Theater. A they had Mystery reruns Science of Mystery Theater. Science Theater, which is kind of the only thing they had going on for them at the time. They had The Daily Show, but it was the fucking Craig Kilborn uh, version. nobody like, watched who that. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Uh, so yeah, they, they were still really looking for this big hit and this show almost got canceled before it even went to air because they showed the pilot episode to a focus group who fucking hated it. <laughs> they yeah. tore it apart and the, the women in the crowd in particular hated it yeah. because for being kind of offensive towards women. Um, but in the end it was like the show was really cheap. So they're just like, whatever, even if this flops, like it's not a big loss, we'll give it a shot. Um, the first episode, as you call named, was uh, called Carbon Gets an Anal Probe, and it aired on August 13th, 1997, and it was an instant ratings hit. Uh, it gained a huge audience, mostly on college campuses and among teenage audiences. Like, people would have, like, group watching parties on college dorms and stuff like that. And I, um, I, I remember it was it was a big deal. I was in elementary school at this mm-hmm. time, and it was still a big deal oh, yeah. in the elementary school, even though we were not the intended audience. I oh, remember. no. Everyone would talk on the voices. Somebody, like, did a little South Park-themed puppet show, and I think the teacher had no idea <laughs> what was going on. Um, so. Yeah, that was like, the same with me. I was in middle school when it came out, and we were all, like, my science teacher, we would talk about episodes of South Park, and it's like... Sir, you should not be discussing this with your 12-year-old students. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. It was kind of one of those word-of-mouth things. Like, like you didn't totally believe it was a real show. Right. People's like, oh, did you watch this show on TV? It's like all these little kids, and they're saying, like, the F word at each other, and, like, they're sticking things up their ass. Like, like you don't – I didn't believe it was a real show for a while, uh, and I didn't have cable at this time. Like, I lived in a cabin in the woods. I was very isolated. Uh, we didn't have cable, so I, I didn't get to see this for a little while. Yeah, I think, like, the two uh, main episodes were – the first episode and the Christmas episode. Yeah. 
And I, I, I finally got a hold of a VHS tape. Remember, they used to release like two episodes mm-hmm. per VHS yep. tape. And, and Matt and Trey did these goofy little fireside chat introductions between them. Like, I, I found one of those at a used bookstore in like Telluride or something and brought it home. And I just burned that thing out. I watched it <laughs> over and over and over. I memorized every line. I was obsessed. And uh, then eventually we got cable and I was just like glued to it every sure. week. Uh <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it was one of those shows, like, when you're that age, this show feels really dangerous. Yeah. And it feels daring, and it feels like, oh my god, can they I mean, get away was, with that? It was daring it was. for the time. Oh, I mean, absolutely. now I'm, I think that it's it's crossed enough of a threshold that it doesn't, it no longer seems very daring. Um, yeah. But I was, I was it thinking definitely like, opened the door for all the weird stuff that they do on, like, Adult Swim. And oh, yeah. Like oh, that. yeah. If if you watch Big Mouth on Netflix, that's I like love the Big f- Mouth. I love it too, but it's like the foulest show you'll ever see in your life. It makes South Park look very tame by comparison because it's just so so frank about sexuality and like involving kids and everything like yep. that. So it's it can be hard to watch sometimes, but it's really brilliant. So yeah, so yeah, this show was a huge huge hit right out the gate. Uh, this is kind of credited with putting Comedy Central on the map. In 1998, eight out of the 10 highest rated shows on basic cable were South Park episodes, which is massive. How funny. And uh, yeah, I mean, all of a sudden cable providers were carrying Comedy Central. Like the numbers of cable providers that had a quintuple before this. In 1997, there were 10 million Americans who could watch Comedy Central. And in 1998, that was up to 50 million. Wow. Which is insane growth. I think it's still one of the fastest growing cable companies ever or cable channels ever. Uh, the show would go on to be nominated for the Outstanding Animated Program Emmy 16 times. It won five. Uh, and the show is still going today. Yeah. Uh, it, as of now, it has been renewed up up through season 23, which will air this year. Uh, it's uncertain if it's going to continue beyond this. The creators have been launching like a fake cancel South Park Yeah, it's a weird viral bit. Campaign. It's a weird bit yeah. with the little hash, hashtag at the end that says cancel South Park. Yeah. And it's like. Guys, if you don't want to do it anymore, you don't have to do it. Yeah, you're like, literally the ones writing all of the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> their their stance has always been like, uh, we will stay on until Comedy Central cancels us, and then we're walking away from it forever. Okay. So I think that's kind of them signaling. And I mean, it's not like they're, they're short of ideas. I mean, look at the Book of Mormon. So. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, around this time, Trey and Matt kind of became little mini celebrities too. And they were a big deal because I think they were like 27 at the time. And how many 27-year-olds are writing and producing and animating and voicing and directing every single episode of their own show? And that's like a major show, too. So, you know, they people, excuse me, people were taking an interest in them. And uh, so they found a distribution for this movie they made called Orgasmo, which is about a porno superhero. It's not very good, but, you know, they, they found that, a distribution that for That one it. I saw. Huh. Yeah, it's all right. It's about... That's a misleading intro. It's about a Mormon boy who gets tricked into being into pornography. Well, uh, there is like a a superhero element to it by the end of it, but it's kind of an afterthought. Mostly it's just about making like porn jokes. Also, they're obsessed with Mormons. My goodness. They really are. They really are. (laughs) Did either of you see Basketball? I saw Uh, Basketball. I, I have no memory of it. I watched Basketball so many times as a kid. It's not good. It is not. It's like this big broad uh comedy from the director of airplane but mm-hmm. like these guys who nobody had seen before were starring in a live action film you know and and they were like heroes of mine at the time so i, I definitely checked out that movie flopped but i've seen it so many times <laughs> and they had that it's one scene good. where he did the cartman voice and i feel like that's just like oh well, we got the oh, cartman yeah. guy like, just go for it 
Yeah, they really went for that. There are still moments in that movie that make me laugh. Oh, like, no. It's not a good movie, but it's, you know. But it's it's funny. It's yeah. like the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's not good, but I'll sit and I'll mm. watch it. Oh, you're about to start a fight over here. That is literally Woody's favorite movie. Oh, my God. Like, unironically, his favorite movie. I think it's pretty good. I I love that movie. That one, Space Jam, they are not good movies, but I love the crap out of those movies. We've we've probably talked about Space Jam more than any other movie or or anything on this podcast. We talk about Space Jam so much. (laughs) Again, not a movie I like. But a movie I do like is the South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut movie, which came out in 1999. That movie is genuinely excellent. Like, it's really funny. Can I say something about that movie? Circumcision joke right in the title. Yes, go ahead, Emily. Sorry. So that movie is how my brother and I introduced my mother to South Park. Oh God. I thought you were going to say that movie is how my brother and I met. And I'm like, oh, I want to hear, I want to hear this story. <laughs> we didn't know each other. No. Yeah, no. Your brother, my brother Saddam we Hussein. We were watching it. Um, and it happened to be the scene where Saddam Hussein and Satan are in bed together. And yeah. he's playing around with the dildo. And that's when my mother walked in the room. And it's like, Mom, come watch this movie. <laughs> come watch the dildo cartoon with us, Mother. Uh, Look, Satan's about to fuck Saddam Hussein. I keep wanting to call him Osama bin Laden. He's the other guy. Yeah, but I mean, so this movie got nominated for a fucking Oscar for Best Original Song for Blame Canada. Robin Williams performed it on stage live at the Oscars. And Trey and Matt had one of the best Oscar moments of all time in that they showed up and walked the red carpet. Trey was wearing J-Lo's dress, the green one with a really revealing, and Matt was wearing Gwyneth Paltrow's, I think. Yeah. Uh, And and they rocked it, and it was awesome. And they were kind of like sticking it to that whole like ridiculous red carpet scene. I really liked that. More people uh, need to do that. They followed it up with the movie Team America in 2003, which is not a movie I like. I, I respect the craftsmanship of it. Like, it's all marionettes if you haven't seen it. Like, But, like, I have no idea what that movie wants to say or, like, who the target of it is or what it's satirizing. Like, I have well, no idea what it's trying to do. This is sort of, I mean, this is kind of a general theme that... We you know once we get through Steve's buckets of notes, we'll oh, get so to is um, <laughs> the it is sometimes unclear what is being satirized or what is trying to be said, and I right. feel like as as we get older and we become less sort of confident in our own viewpoints and our own rightness, mm-hmm. uh, things get a little muddy, and that's I think South Park is interesting in the sense that it's a show that's been made by the same people the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Whereas something like The Simpsons, which is probably the direct comparison, you know, the own, you know, Matt Groening, I'm sure, has not been in, very involved in it in many, many years. I mean, they're on like it's their just, fifth or sixth showrunner by this point. Yeah. yeah I mean, I it's been he's Al Jean for super duper 90s. long. Yeah. Like, I mean, Al Jean is probably the person who has had the most mm-hmm. recurring uh, input on that show. But, yeah. like, the writing staff is always, always changing. Always changed. Yep. And so, yeah, you get really varying levels of. Um, season quality and things like that and just a bunch of different viewpoints coming from everywhere whereas like south park you actually get to see like someone's personal viewpoints come through right i mean Mm. let's let's talk about that a little bit all right so i mean the the, the warning listeners we're about to get kind of political we're gonna get a little political because it's sort of unavoidable talking about south yeah yeah absolutely and it's gonna it's gonna reflect some of my own views as well i'm sorry i'm not just talking about video games um yeah, I, I think so. These guys have kind of always prided themselves on being equal opportunity offenders. Yes, like that's always been their shtick. It's like it's like I don't care if you're conservative or liberal, we're going to make fun of you. Uh, but I mean, I I kind of think as as the show's gone on, 
I think they're just kind of lashing out at anything. Like, it's not so much like, oh, this is stupid, this is stupid. It's everything is stupid. And, like, it's got it's such a cynical worldview. And I, so much of it boils down to, like, a lot of their targets are just people who care about things. Yes. Like, if you care right. about something, you're stupid, which is a very Gen X kind of idea. Well, and it's generally not... That's not really an equal opportunity, like, offender. Because yeah. generally the people who tend to care more about stuff fall on the more... Or... Not care more about, but like who sort of take a more active role in like progressive social change or something, right? Tend to fall towards the left side of the political spectrum. It's true, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, so so often the it was, I mean, it was very progressive. It was, it was a big forerunner of taking shots at people being PC, right? Right, and that's their big target, and that I was sort anymore. of. That felt like a fair and reasonable target in the 90s, and maybe especially because we were dumb kids. Mm -hmm. Um, You're like, yeah, like, take down all those, you know, uh, people who, you know, want preferred terms and things like this. Right, yeah, yeah. um, Whereas now, that that feels gross. It does. It 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 feels like punching down now. Yeah. And it's just, it's weird the way the sort of dynamics of the world that we live in change the way the show plays yeah um yeah yeah and and the fact that like recently they've kind of they've they've come out and said that they're not really going to be attacking trump at all in their new seasons and their reasoning like makes sense but it's also like man this is a fucking cop out well it's totally a cop because it's not like they took so many shots at Hillary Clinton oh, and, yeah, and Obama, Obama and, and Al Gore, everybody. and so it's like, oh, George Bush we're got not, his fair George, share to be fair. Yeah, to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's like, oh, we're going to ignore Trump. It's like just because he gets the already gets so much bad press. Like, right? That's that was their logic is that like everybody's making fun of Trump, so it's not very like exciting or fun or new for us to be making fun of Trump. But it still feels like a well, big cop. And that's the hard part is I think they reached a point. There was a I got really engaged. I think it was like two or three seasons ago. They had this big in-depth plot that was sort of leading up to the election. Mm. I remember that. And then um, you're like, oh, how's this going to go? And they they like had a thing where their format was every episode was sort of really building to a climax, and it was all this sort of ongoing plot over a season. Mm. And then you could tell that they kind of assumed that Clinton was going to win the election. Right. And then Trump did, and the last episode was just like, we don't know what to do. Yeah. We're, we're trying to, we, we don't, nothing's funny. We don't know how to end this this episode, this season. And then it was just a huge disappointment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they just never really followed up on it. I mean, it's the the weird edge that South Park has over other animated shows is that it can be done really fast. Most episodes are completed like from scratch within five days. You know, they'll they'll air the episode and then they'll sit down, have a writer's meeting, hash up some ideas, trail, go write the script, come back the next day and then they'll work on animation so they can comment on like current events in a way that the Simpsons can't because Mm -hmm. they have like six, seven, eight months to animate. Which also means they tend to be a little reactionary about stuff. They're not putting as much thought into how they feel and how the world would perceive some of these things that they're doing. You know, and they've always been very mum about their own personal political beliefs. Like, they don't really talk about it much. I think they're clearly libertarian. Yes, I know. Libertarian, yeah. But they don't mention it on the show, but when they're interviewed, they've mentioned libertarianism. The the famous quote that I found from Matt Stone that gets repeated a lot is that he said, uh, uh, "I I hate I hate conservatives, but I really fucking hate liberals," which sounds libertarian to me. And and a lot of their beliefs are just kind of like 
fuck off, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Which is also a sort of a weird thing when you tie it to some of these characters because, you know, Cartman is painted as like this absolutely horrible, horrible person. Yeah. But like one of his catchphrases that they spout off about a million times in the video game is he's like, leave me alone, you dirty hippies. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, probably yeah. accurate to how I'm guessing Matt Stone feels. Oh, yeah. They, um, they, they've had a long running thing where they hate hippies. And so oh, it's yeah, just weird can. to sort of put it's weird the way sort of their own viewpoints sort of get put into this horrendous person. Well, they always said that like when they started off, Stan was supposed to be Trey. Kyle was supposed to be Matt. But as the show's gone on, they've both just become Cartman. Like, that's, <laughs> that's how they phrase it. You know? And so, like, and even in, 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 the in, like, in 2019 or 2018, they, they kind of made headlines because they went and accepted this award for, like, uh, this free speech award at this famously left-leaning award ceremony. And they said, like, I don't know why you guys are giving this to us. We're Republicans. Mm-hmm. You know? So people took that as them coming out as Republican. I kind of take that as them taking the piss out of a far left yeah. media event. They, they're they're they like be contrary. They're just contrary guys. Exactly. Whatever, whatever the sort of prevailing notion is at the time, they're going to find a way to argue with it and say how it's dumb. It's, it's how they can earn like a glad award for having like media representation of gay people and then do another episode where all trans people are just like the same as people who want to be dolphins, you know, like, exactly. but, the, but they also have the capacity to like, <laughs> recognize that things have changed and they might be yeah. wrong. They did an episode recently where they apologized for the whole man bear pig thing. Which was basically their coding for Al Gore's idea that global warming is fake. They did several episodes yeah. denying climate change. Yeah. And now they're kind of like, oh shit, yeah, that's we were wrong on that. Like so I mean they have that capacity, you know? So like I you can't throw them away like a lot of other people who just seem completely unaware. But like, you know, they also still several times an episode, they use the word fag. Like, who else is doing that outside of junior high school is in 1996? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know, and they, uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. So it, it's it's tricky to parse out. Yeah, I think, you know, they when you go back through some of the old catalogs, I don't think you I don't think the show as a whole is like a super satisfying re- like you, you would want to skip a lot of episodes but there's sure. a lot of like really brilliant ones just sort of interspersed that mm-hmm. i think are still really hold up and i i think that their weird ones are the ones that hold up the best that have no real attempt to be satirical oh like yeah. that long run they did about like imagination land i yes. love that episode um, it's that's, so weird that's really good um i love the episode where cartman freezes himself oh yeah to a, uh to get a wake up in time to get a wee yeah and then travels through time the weird stuff with towley who the government is trying to hunt down oh yeah i mean um, the best episodes are i think are the ones where the kids are just being kids yeah like the lord of the rings thing or like all the all the stuff with the coon the superhero yeah, you know like those are good those are really fun and they they get to be super imaginative with it and like and the, oh the anime episode with the fun with weapons oh, I they, love like, that episode. they hit poor butters in the eye with the, <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's one of the funniest episodes for sure you know uh and so I'm, I'm gonna ask you guys about this what do you think south park's role is in kind of like the rise of the alt-right like, because there were a lot of think pieces a couple years ago when the show turned hit its 20th anniversary where they're kind of saying, like, there, there are people who grew up with South Park and, uh, and now have kind of let it shape their views a little bit. I don't know. What do you think about that? I, I think there's, that makes sense. I, mm. I would definitely follow that. I mean, because generally the idea with the alt-right is it tends to be people who are probably around our age. Yeah. Um, sorry, people our age. Yeah, uh, you guys suck. <laughs> but, um, I yeah, I think it's what I was saying. In the 90s, um, there was a feeling of general more stability. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was probably, I mean, I imagine it was just because we were sort of a lot 
less aware of things going on since things were generally less connected. And, right. Um, but so it felt safer to sort of take shots at people who believe in things because yeah. that was like you're like ah things are fine like who you know why you want to change these things that are fine who cares whether we smoke or not yeah um yeah. whereas now when we are in such this weird political space and just everyone people just feeling agitated and uncertain about the future it feels very out of touch to like shit on people who are trying to make the world a better place yeah um and i feel like that's sort of a go-to thing for the alt-right in general. I mean, that's the whole idea of being a social justice warrior, right? Exactly. You're just like, you'd be like, who gives a shit? Like, um, yeah, it's dumb to try and change things, so just shut up. And right. it's just a general tone of, I mean, the show, it, you know, it just has always been angry and filthy. Uh-huh. Um, and that's sort of the tone that the alt-right has adopted. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It's it's about gleefully pushing buttons and yeah, uh, it's a tro- saying the sh- I mean, the show is say. a very open troll. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's funny trolling, but it's just trolling. Um, and so I yeah. think then that's a lot of where alt-right came from, too. Yeah. But, uh, I, don't, I don't know. What I do you think, I just, Emily? I try to stay very away from much, very much involving alt-right stuff. Oh, yeah, but. definitely. It's it's gross to look at. Yeah, I'm, that just, is so, as a lady, that stuff in general is already not for me, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's interesting, though, because, you know, like, I grew up with South Park and am not part of that movement, so it's, I can see where that, that argument is being made, but at the same time, it's like, not everybody who watched it agrees with everything that they say. No. So... No. And people grow and people change. Right. I, I, I did find, like, a really well-written uh, piece from Sean O'Neill on the AV Club. I'm just going to read a little bit of this because I think it's a really well done. A well-written piece from Sean Hannity. <laughs> Sean Hannity, <laughs> everyone's Damn favorite. it, Steve, you've got no, us again. Sean, to be clear about this, the, the author here isn't laying it entirely on South Park's feet, but they do make some arguments here. Saying, uh, it's not that much of a stretch to see how one might have fed the other, if only through the sort of intangible osmosis that happens whenever an influential artwork spawns imitators, both on screen and off. South Park may not have invented the alt-right, but their roots are the same bored, irritated distaste for politically correct yeah. wholeness. That same impish thrill for saying things you're not supposed to say. That same button-pushing racism and sexism, not scrubbed of all irony. South Park's influence, or now scrubbed of all irony, South Park's influence echoes through every modern manifestation of the kind of hostile apathy that's mutated in our cultural petri dish to create a world where whoever cares loses. I think that was really well put, and I think it's like, yeah. So I mean, yeah. you have to you have to acknowledge some of their responsibility with that. Yeah. But anyway, I have gone on it, entirely too long about all this. Yeah. Just remember, appreciate... folks, be careful of uh, be careful of ironic racism and ironic sexism. Yeah. It, it, it does it doesn't play. I have often felt tempted to be like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I said this? <laughs> um, and people will know that I'm joking. And yeah. yeah. They might know that I'm joking, but I could also just not say it. And yeah. we would all be better off. It's so. a, it's a concept of Poe's law, you know, of uh, in, unless without express authorial at- intent, any like extreme representation of something can be interpreted as an honest representation of yeah. something, you know. So like if you have somebody without knowing that the South Park guys aren't racist and you have them saying all this racist stuff, you can ascribe it to racism or promoting racism, you know. Yeah. So And some people will some and people they will. will use that as influence to their own views. Absolutely. So. 
All right, let's talk about this. This damn is game. a video game podcast. A video game podcast. <laughs> For those who are not paying attention, I, we I, talk about Nintendo sixty four. I this warned podcast. y'all. I warned y'all. I had some thoughts and feelings on this show. It you was a big deal for me. Horse. I know. I'm getting off it. Let's talk about forty minutes in the Nintendo yes. sixty. So the Nintendo sixty four was released in nineteen ninety six. I had it was packaged one. with Pilot Wings and Super Mario sixty four. Okay. That's Let's, it. Is that it? Concludes that's it? With our, our there are two games. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, there was a third game. What was this third game? Oh, it was called South Park. Oh, okay. It was what, released. Well, it, it wasn't South called Park Yoshi? South Park was based on the movie it was based South on, Park. It wasn't based on the town. No, not the town or the TV show. Can you tell us the about movie. the TV show? Can you go tell us 40 minutes about the TV show, Steve? I can. Let's rewind and <laughs> okay, start over. Great. So South Park wasn't... It. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> South Park, the video game, was released on December 12th, 1998, developed by Iguana Entertainment and published by Acclaim. It was also released on the PlayStation and the PC. Dreamcast and Game Boy Color versions were planned. Uh, the Dreamcast one was just kind of canceled unceremoniously. The Game Boy Color one actually looked really cool. They found some footage of it not too long ago. Like, it was a side-scrolling platformer, which I think is a better fit for these characters anyway. Yep. And it actually had, like, audio clips and everything. But Trey and Matt were concerned that it was coming across too much like a kid's game. Mm. So they scrapped the project, and they sold the code, and it was reworked into... The New Adventures of Mary-Kate and Ashley. Whoa! No. So, That's the funnest of fun facts. The DNA of that game is That's now awesome. a, a Olsen Sisters game. So, South Park the game is not shy about flaunting how much of a ripoff it is. Nope. Uh, this is using the Turok engine, and it's got pretty much the exact same layout and the same like, so, controls yeah, this and everything. Is, you know, this is coming at a time when first-person shooters are a big, big deal. Yeah. You got your... Your quakes, mm-hmm. you got your golden eyes, you got your Turoks. You got your dooms. You got your dooms. Coming down I with like a bad case dooms. of the dooms. Excuse me, I'm Salu. hiccuping. Um, yeah, I mean, there's even, there's an adult, or there's a, a control scheme in this. You can either call it Turok, like T-O hyphen rock, which might be why I pronounce it that way, and brown eye, which is meant to imitate the golden eye control style. Except brown is funnier. Brown is funnier. <laughs> yeah, brown is funnier. Because uh, it's yeah, exactly. dirty, you guys. Yeah. It's a dirty Yeah, thing. absolutely. Um, I actually like the controls in this and I like that they kept it pretty simple. It's like, all right, if you like to play Turok, this is how you can play it. If you like to play Goldeneye, this is how you the can play The Goldeneye controls do not work. No? Like, they're not... I've never played it with that. Yeah, but... they, they control fine the Turok style, but the Goldeneye just is weird. Your character seems to move very slowly and doesn't... It Just stick with the Turok controls. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely way better. You know, and for... You know, new listeners to the Turok controls. You're using the the C buttons to walk, and yeah. then the analog stick to look and aim. Yeah, uh, which wasn't seamless yet because, like, when you're moving, like when you're looking around with the analog stick, it's always going to snap back to center. Right. So it's kind of hard to aim at anything like above your direct. But the eye thing line. about this game too, at least for the first few levels is you're only fighting chickens wandering around on the ground so nothing turkeys turkeys, turkeys. you're right very cool. so there's nothing in the air to even aim at no there's, there's a, this is very similar to the old school like doom where there's no there's no looking up and down yeah it's essentially on a flat it. plane yeah. yeah yeah um all right so the plot is fairly bare bones if you could even call it a plot there's a comet that flies close to the earth and it has radioactive effects and it starts making weird things happen in south park and the four boys, Cartman, Kyle, Kenny, and Stan, are the only ones who can stop it for some reason. I don't know why everyone else has dropped the ball on this. <laughs> well, but... I mean, that's a recurring theme of South Park in general is that everyone is super inept. Oh, it's except... true. Yeah, everyone is stupid except for uh, except for the little kids. And Chef. Uh, 
All right. So Emily, tell, tell us a little bit about how your play experience with this. I know you didn't get to revisit it before this, but was this a game like you actively enjoy? Did you play the multiplayer with siblings a lot? I actually, I did. Yeah. Um, we got this, we, I, nobody in my family owned it, but we had the, uh, the blockbuster experience. So we sure. could go rent it from blockbuster and then take it home, play it. Um, so you said you weren't old enough to, to no. get it. Is that... So 98, I would have been around, uh, 12. So does okay. that, I, I guess I'm confused. Does that mean that like your parents wouldn't let you play it or you weren't allowed no, to go buy so it in the store. The ironic thing is like growing up for me, I wasn't one of those kids like, oh, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. I wasn't allowed to watch Run right. I was allowed to watch all of that. But once South okay. Park hit, that was the one where they're like, oh, this you're not allowed to watch. Okay. Well, I mean, kudos to them. That's a good place to draw the line. Actually. <laughs> I, That's a reasonable many place. Many people, I'm like, oh, have you ever seen, I've met people who've never seen The Simpsons. They're like, mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons or South Park or things like that. And I'm like, yeah. those are so different. No, like, yeah, I, I was I was not allowed. Time, I was banned from Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Was, like, yeah. Some yeah. of them are actively, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just get mad when people have this reputation as The Simpsons as being an, an, an like, edgy the, show. The Simpsons and you're is like, pretty tame. That got, that was old hat in like 1989. Oh, The yeah. Simpsons is an edgy show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's because my aunt, because when I was growing up, we all lived with, it was a bunch of us in my house. So my aunt was only 15 years, well, still is, only 15 years older than me. So she was the one watching The Simpsons. She was the one watching okay. Ren and Stimpy. So she'd be like, hey, Em, come watch it with me. So that's why I wasn't in the household. That's like, so how come you were, how come you were allowed to rent the game? Did you have to keep it a secret? It wasn't me. It was my cousin. So he would rent the game. And then since it was his Nintendo 64, we would all come together and was like, oh, we're just playing a video game in Chris's room. Got it. So. I am I I cannot tell you how much I've missed tales of Emily's cousins. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, right. Emily has like an infinite amount of cousins, and, and we all have all, shenanigans. They they're all like her source for illicit shit. Like <laughs> I feel like, like like a good cousin should be. I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, have I got it's stories? In the cousin contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So um. Let's talk about the weapons in this. Uh, all the weapons have a primary and a secondary function, which is cool. Um, you you press down on the D-pad to activate the secondary function. Okay. Basically, it means your weapons can be more powerful, but it's going to be slower and it's going to use more ammo. Uh, the weapons in this game are snowballs, dodgeballs, the toilet plunger launcher, Terrence and Philip dolls, which are explosives. Those are my favorite. Uh, sponge dart launcher, like a Nerf Gatling gun. There's a super sniper chicken. There's a cow launcher. And there's Dr. Mephesto's warp ray, which has three settings. There's piranha launcher, shrink ray, and the warpo ray, which randomly turns you into animals. Mm. Um, not a bad selection of weapons, but... Mm. There's also the gun that makes you do a little dance. Oh, yeah, that's that's in multiplayer. That only. was my oh, favorite, uh, yeah. where he sings the, the thing, though, from the old Looney Tunes. Well, that's the thing. It's It's... All right, I I, I should oh, be into this, but My I did. My bad. Like, I've all right. So in the up. in the first episode of <laughs> in the first episode of the show, no, no, you didn't fuck up. I'm just like, oh god, I'm I'm gonna. Actually We're going down a rabbit this. hole. Like the first episode of South Park, uh, Carbon gets hit with a little ray gun that makes him start saying, "I like to sing about the moon and the June and the spring." It's and they pulled audio from an old Mary Melodies cartoon with a little singing owl, and the song's originally from an Al Jolson movie. And apparently they couldn't get the rights to that anymore because that's not what plays in the game. It's like a very generic kind of like, uh, when I see that something, I'm gonna da, 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 da. Oh, it's like, dance. Right. I gotta yeah. dance. Yeah. So it's not the actual thing. And I feel like that has to be, I feel like anything with Al Jolson is like untouchable right now. Like nobody wants it 
So I don't see why it wouldn't be in the public domain, but I don't know. It, That's a weird side tangent, but I don't know. It's yeah, like, why, um, why couldn't you get this? I mean, let's just back up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, this game, again, this is just like your GoldenEye, your Turok ripoff. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the graphics a little bit um, in the sense yeah. that um, this game probably looks the closest to a, a source material of any game on the like, on the N64, but yeah. that's mostly due to the show looking like garbage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. The show looks bad. These are characters kind of like the Simpsons that should never really be in 3D. They look weird in 3D. They just too, look too lumpy. Uh, I don't know. It, it just I looks, think it looks I think it looks okay. I think that the, the they match the... When you're walking around the town in the first level, it matches the colors of the town, and it kind of looks like you're walking around in the cartoon. Yeah. I think the big mistake that this game makes um, is that you sort of get out of the town almost immediately mm-hmm. and you're just walking around these snow fields. Yes. Which yeah. is unbelievably boring. Um, just in terms lots of scenery. It's just white. blank white with arrows pointing in a direction. And sometimes, eventually, if you play long enough, you'll find dark caves. Yeah. So, you're, so you're looking at blank black See, or brown. I never got to the caves. So I just, so at that point, we just sort of gave up. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it's really... And... I have to say the fog, I always harp on the fog in these games. The fog is really, really bad in this one. And it's probably about on the same level as Turok. But but it came out this game came out later than Turok. The graphics are not as good as Turok. Yeah. But it's I think the fact that all the fog is like blindingly white over the blinding white snow fields. That's true. You just can't see shit. And Every route is littered with all these like red arrow signs trying to point you in the right direction, but there's too many of them and it's not clear where they're pointing and sometimes they're leading you to like secret areas and sometimes they're leading you on the p- actual path to beat the level. Yeah. So it's very unclear about what you're supposed to be doing. Well, I mean, but there's just so little going on. So like the first level of this game, I think most of the levels of this game are based on episodes of the show. Yeah, well so, the the enemies are at least coming from episodes of yeah. the show. So yeah, you play like yeah. four epi- four levels where you're only fighting these turkeys, which I think Ugh. was based on a very early episode of the show. Yes, the Starvin' Marvin. Yes. Yeah. And then you're ba- then you do um a series of like four levels where you're only fighting cows. Yeah. And the thing it really sucks to have a game where there's only one type of enemy yeah like not only do you know the turkey enemies suck yeah because all they do is sort of run at you and they swarm around yeah, you. yeah. You, you'll just be like 20 got 20 turkey you can kill them in one hit with your snowball but it's just like 20 turkeys just running at you mm. and all you do is just hold the trigger and your guy will just shoot off snowballs rapidly um, it's also worth noting, like, for all those weapons that we listed, you really only ever need the snowballs because every enemy dies with one hit. Snowballs never run out of ammo. They're faster and more accurate than any of the other weapons you have. So there's no point to doing anything but the snowballs. Yeah, and, and it's just there's no variety to the techniques that you have to use. There's no, you don't wanna, there's no need to hide behind cover because none of the enemies have any projectiles or anything like that. Right. Um, and there's no, like, sort of AI to respond to or anything like that. No. So, all right. So, Emily, you played this before. Did you ever encounter, like, like if you let the big enemies escape that you have to defend the town at the end of the level? Yes. Okay, you, you that did happen for you. See, I, I played this. I, this was a game I owned as a kid, obviously. And I played it a lot. And that never happened. I never knew that was an element of this game until I was reading the manual for this. Like, so each each world has little standard enemies and then there's a tank enemy. So it's like little turkeys and a big turkey. And the big turkey poops out the little turkeys. Right. And if you let the big turkeys live, 
then they will escape and they'll run back to the beginning of the level and they'll start attacking the town. And then once you finish the level, you have a little mini game kind of thing where you have to shoot down all the tanks and defend the town before they destroy it all. I never once encountered this. And I think it's because... Like, I tried to trigger it just now before we started recording yeah. uh, just to see what would happen. And so, like, you you get to this point where you need to kill all the enemies to open a door. All that's left for me is this one tank enemy. So, like, I have to kill him in order to get through the doors. But instead, I just let him go halfway. You beat him down halfway, and then they start to run. But then I just have to sit here and wait for another tank to respawn so I can open the door. <laughs> So, like, the game is actively discouraging you from letting these tanks go. Like, But I feel like the it's further it... you go on, like, they, they... I can't remember. The nurse. She was... Was she a tank? Oh, I don't remember. I know there was, like, a clone level. That's like, the... Is it the nurse? I think it's the nurse with the, the fetus on her face. Yes, yeah. That's her... That's the character's name, actually. <laughs> nurse fetus for a head that, or something. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like yeah. she was one that was something with her. I don't remember exactly what it is, but something with her that she would go or something that she was doing involved going back to the town and you had to stop whatever nurse fetus with the face was doing. So I do remember that. Yeah. And the turkeys I remember because that was, it's not a game that I got very far in because we mostly just played the multi. Right. Well, it's, it's very tedious and it's very easy until you get to a boss and then the boss is like really really hard yes. and annoying because you have to circle around behind them uh i will give props to the developers i noticed when i was playing this that you do get extra damage points if you hit a tank turkey in the butthole yes uh so i'll give them props on that yeah it's like so you want to be aiming for that turkey butthole you know hey it's um yeah i don't know this game just doesn't quite have the level of personality that i want from my life my licensed games like yeah Licensed games have such a low bar that, like, it's not surprising that this game sucks. Yeah. Um, but I guess at least what I wanted was sort of a more more interaction between the characters. And sort of all they have is um, they have the real voice. I mean, I think that Trey sure. Parker and Matt Stone are doing the voices of the kids. And Isaac Hayes, yeah. But they just, yeah, doing the chef. Mm-hmm. But they just sort of say the same catchphrases over and over when they're getting... But I feel the like the reason them. for that is because you said the show that came out in 98, right? Yeah. The show only came out in 97. So all they right. really had were the catchphrases. So they're like, this yeah, is, they, only they had just a few wanted to, to throw this with. out as fast as they could because let's, you know, yep. cash grab. Let's do, this is what's working. We've got the catchphrases. Let's just put it on the screen and let the kids at it. That's a good point. And I don't know if there's really a... I don't know if there's a type of game that is really going to capture the South Park personality at this point in its run. No. Because no. like, like you said, Emily, it's so early that there's just not a lot to work on. Right. They have clearly found the type of South Park games that work yes. now oh, because absolutely. they've made two that have been very good. Yeah, the, you know? the Stick of Truth and the Fractured But Whole, they're, uh, they're, for people who haven't played them, they're, they're kind of like Paper Mario-style RPGs in that their they're, uh, fight scenes are like action-based or like mm-hmm. timing-based which is a, a mechanic i love yeah, yes great. and uh it's really fun it looks identical to an episode of the show it feels like an episode of the show you get to explore the whole town they're super cool i can't recommend those ones they're enough. Super yeah fun. and they're they're those i have both of them yeah it's a lot of fun way more fun um, than the original game <laughs> oh yeah absolutely so let's talk about multiplayer a little no, bit. That's a big not. element. Let's not of talk it. about it. We got to We got to We got to I know it's painful. We played it. We played three player multiplayer here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Lindsay, Lindsay came over and helped out. And uh, 
So split screen, of course, horrible. Well, as, as, as you said before, as I said before, it's so weird to go back and play split screen games and yeah. wonder how we ever fared. But it's it's terrible even by the standards of split screen. Yeah, um, it right, really the, really chugs, like as Steve would say. Um, the positive lots of frames missing. The positives I will give it is that. There are a lot of characters, mm-hmm. and yep. there are a lot of stages. However, unlocking characters is a massive pain in the ass. So if you do well in a level in the single-player mode, you'll get a code at the end for unlocking a character. It'll usually be a phrase or something that a character says. Yeah. And then you have to go to this little cheesy poofs decoder and slowly <laughs> punch it in that one letter a at a time to unlock the character. And the thing is, the game doesn't save that once you've punched you it sh- in. Are you sure the game doesn't save I it? I checked back, yeah, and it, oh. it wasn't. Maybe it's just a corrupted file on my okay. game or something, but, like, it doesn't save it. So if you want to keep playing with those characters, you have to punch those in every time. Ugh. Like, that is so unbelievable. tedious. I can't imagine. I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong, Steve. No, I'm, but you I'm might, probably you, wrong. I might be wrong. wrong. I might be wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying that... It was happening on this that, disc, uh, on this cartridge, but... It did uh, not save uh, as intuitively... Yeah, it should just unlock the character without you having to type in the code. Exactly. Like, you just beat you the level and unlocks that. Mr. Mackey. Like, why do you have to type in this code that the game gives you? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the way they would was do it this, now. Was this... I can't remember. Yeah. Was this a game that also had big head mode? Oh, I'm sure it did. Like, I, we were talking about that the other day. Maybe it's one of the cheats. Yeah. because yeah, the last like, game we played was NBA Hangtime, which yeah. is the originator yeah. of the I, Big Head I mode. I seem to remember playing Big Head mode of, and just having, like, this giant Stan head. I remember seeing Big Head mode in the monsters. They played with fish. Uh, they were really good. <laughs> That's a joke for nobody I, but me. Yeah, it's a I joke know, for nobody I but me. Steve got blamed. Nobody is into, it, I was not nobody's going into to terrible it. jam bands. God damn it. Oh, I'm old and I'm lame. <laughs> yeah, so the only mode in the multiplayer here is just deathmatch of the wandering around and trying to shoot the other person. That's really it, yeah. Um, people take, like, a ton of damage to actually get rid of them because mostly you're trying to use their snowballs. It's super hard to hit someone. It's like playing Goldeneye with only the throwing knives. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of fun in its own way, but not for very long. Right, it gets old. It was fun at first. One of... One of the levels we chose at random was like the alien spaceship and there's no gravity in the level. So you're flying all around. It's kind of like a really shitty version of Forsaken 64. It's painful. Where you're trying to like steer around in zero gravity and throw snowballs at people. And uh, and otherwise, it's just a big round room. Like there's nowhere to hide. There's no strategy to it. It's just like floating around in a big room. Uh, Real boring. Real boring. Um, Random aside, I wonder how many people like got this game because their parents um, would rather have them have this game than Goldeneye. Like, cause they didn't mm. know what South Park was. And like, I don't want you playing these games with guns. And so you get this cartoony <laughs> game. I don't know. I feel hearts. like people yeah. at that point, again, even though it was new, knew what South Park was. Cause they've been such a big stink about it. It's like, Oh, these kids curse. So, no, oh, yeah, it's not that. It's not a very filthy game. Um, like it's definitely not as dirty as Conquer's Bad Fur Day. No, um, no. you sort of go visit Chef, and he's got this weird sort of inflatable blow up doll in his bed. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be a person. Is but it, it supposed looks, to be a person? Yeah, it looks okay, like a blow up doll. Um, <laughs> you know, and she's just kind of laying there writhing around. Well, they didn't she, have the budget to animate women. Yeah, well, Chef is talking <laughs> to the kids, and then the it's other so thing, complicated. All their curves. Yeah, <laughs> you can um, your life too. The alternate. Fire from uh, the snowball is your character will sort of lower the snowball. It will yeah. make a peeing sound. Oh, yeah, And then yeah. it'll raise up, and you'll have a yellow snowball, which deals more damage. Yeah, not uh, even significantly more. I don't know. It's, and these characters have, like, in 
amazing amount of urine because you can do it with <laughs> infinite snowballs. Oh yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. They're you, children, you so children down. are oh, just yeah. full of it. As a teacher, this, I know these things. They're just little, <laughs> little, little pee machines. Oh, they are constantly having Is that to how you go refer to, to the your bathroom. Students? I can't teach a lesson because they're always in the fucking bathroom. Anyway. Hello, little pee machines. I'm just... Hello, Miss Aguilar. <laughs> I dare you to do that in your next class. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just really there's a weird mechanic we didn't mention either. Like at the beginning of the first chapter, you pick a you pick a kid to play as one of the four main kids, and then you have to find the other three kids. Mm -hmm. We're just walking around. There's no real challenge to finding. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're right there, and we didn't know what this was. We didn't know if this was like lives or something. No, what this is is inventory. Each kid is able to carry two weapons. So if you want to be able to carry the full suite of weapons, you need to have all four kids, and then and you you'll switch, switch between them, them, and then they become different kids yeah. using it, like. That's so weird. Like, that's so arbitrary and unnecessary because they're not hard to find. Uh, once you find them in the first chapter, they stay with you for the rest of the chapter. Like, I, I don't understand do why you, know you need to what do that. A good ver you know what a good South Park game would have been mm. at this time? Sort of like a Lost Vikings knockoff. Oh, yeah. Um, where you could switch between all four of the characters and, like, Cartman like totally. is, like, Olaf and, like, farts on blocks to destroy him. And you can, like, push Kenny and, like, kill it, push him onto spikes and he dies and you, like, walk over him as a bridge or something. I 1,000% want to play this, That's, actually. Like, yeah, each, like, yeah, like, Cartman's, like, the tank. Like, that you could, yeah, oh, I love that. Anyway. I love that idea. Let's develop that. All right, we'll buy that super cheap South Park license. I'm sure and we'll it's use basically free. Can we make it into a mobile very app? Very remedial yeah. coding skills. It would be a great mobile app. It would be a great mobile app, actually. Lost Vikings should be on mobile I'm if it's not. Yeah, it. I play that. Uh, what patent else pending your game? South Park game because you totally own the patent for yes. it. <laughs> That's how patents work, right? It's South Park but with E's at the end of both words. Yeah. So it's totally different. And there's an E at the beginning, all too, the but it's silent. Yeah. All the, characters oh, have, all the characters have monocles. <laughs> I'm liking this more and more. And they just they just never address it. <laughs> yeah. It says, oh, we all have monocles. There's no big deal. Uh, yeah, I, I think the music is a great indicator that, like, this game was slapped together last second with no real understanding of what this is. Like, the music is like this chirpy, like, Looney Tunes music yeah. that's going on the whole time. Like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, you keep I mean, the music feels on? Like Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, that's the first thing that goes. It's like, all right, I don't like this. <laughs> Most of the time. When I was replaying earlier, I turned the music off and just listened to a podcast and shot turkeys. Yeah, this game could be very easily reskinned to almost any sort of brand, yeah. um, any sort yeah. of license of just whatever the you know the character, like a Dexter's Laboratory-themed game or yeah. a Looney Tunes-themed game where you're just throwing pies instead. Batman. Just, I want to see only thing Batman you would... throwing snowballs at people. <laughs> yeah, no, I, totally. Um, you just Snowballs change, you just change it to a, to a Batarang. Oh, There's yeah. a super... I was playing some old Batman games. There's a super weird one for the Game Boy. It's just called Batman. I think it was the first Game Boy game. And mm. you, just walk, you just walk around with a gun. It's like a Mega Man <laughs> ripoff. And you just walk around as Batman and shoot dudes. Yeah. Like, it's like someone did not this? get the yeah. memo. Like, yeah. Only man, one sir, note. We have got to talk. Yeah. Some programmer who's only heard of the Batman serial from the 40s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he read the first comic book of Batman. He's like, yeah, I get it. It's like, like, yeah, I, I kind of tuned out after that. Yeah, I'm sure right, so he's got a gun. Like, yeah, he yeah, hangs exactly. out with a young boy in underwear. It's, it's all good. Yeah. That, yeah, that's the Batman background story. He, he's like, his parents got shot, so he's like, I must now shoot all crime. <laughs> <laughs> Come, Robin. Which is more logical than yeah. really what Batman actually is. Oh, like, <laughs> my parents Batman, got shot. I will goddamn. spend 
billions of dollars and dedicate my life to fighting And nobody thugs. will know that yeah. it is me, Bruce Wayne. Because, you yeah, know, everybody yeah. has billions at their disposal. To uh, yeah, seriously, come on. I've been playing a lot of the Arkham games. God Good choice. Damn it, Batman. You're just driving around <laughs> destroying the entire city. How are you still a billionaire with all the damages? Oh, in Ark in Arkham Knight, especially because you're driving that Batmobile and you can absolutely just destroy buildings with it. <laughs> and then they're just back and they're just you're back when you shooting live rounds at people. It's like Batman, you're not getting your own memos. Yeah, what the hell? It's like how co- okay, he can't shoot anybody unless it's with a high powered cannon from the front of his car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. yeah, he's got machine guns on his car. We we've clearly we started talking about other games I know. which is clearly demonstrative of how how uninteresting the South Park game was. I, I like think it's Batman true. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. It's true. It's yeah, true. Batman game's better than South Park. There there was supposed to be a direct sequel to this that was gonna come out on PS two. It was gonna be like an open world Grand Theft Auto kind of clone thing. Yeah. But they canceled it because I think everybody kind of realized, like, they had three South Park games, all of which are on the N64. We're going to play all of them at some point. Uh, and uh, they all suck. Wait, there's three? And they all, I don't even remember yeah, we the other Yeah, we get to play two more. There's this, there's Chef's Love Shack, and there's South Park Rally, which is a kart racing game. Nope. Which uh, Chef, I've never played. Chef's Love Shack is a, like a Mario Party It's a Party Mario Party clone, yeah, yeah. I've played that one. I've never played South Park Rally, but I'm, we'll lump that in. With I some, didn't uh, even know those things existed. That's hilarious. Exactly, and a lot of people didn't, and people didn't buy it, so I think they kind of decided the market wasn't really there for these games yet. The series went on hiatus until 2009 when they released, um, what's it called? South Park Let's Go Tower Defense Play on the Xbox Live Arcade, which is what it sounds like. It's a tower defense game. And then uh, Ubisoft bought the license to South Park in 2014 and started making these really excellent games. And as far as I know, they're still going to keep making those games because they're they're doing well and people like them. They're and uh, I, I hope they do. Have you ever played um, the uh, the mobile game? The What is it? Phone Destroyer. Oh no, I haven't. Okay, it's pretty I thought fun. you said the mole game. Yeah, I'm like, you mean whack a mole or like <laughs> what my dermatologist just did? Like, I don't know. That's yeah, yeah, I haven't played that one. For turkey butts, anyway. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the only other news about this is that apparently somebody is working on a remake of this game uh, right now, and they're they're trying to release it independently on Steam. Use your talents mm. at elsewhere, person. Do a remake of Vice Project Doom. Oh my that's god, I, I love that game. I, I love game Vice Batman. Project Doom. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna keep harping on this Batman. <laughs> it's this idea. exact same bad. Keep the snow, keep everything. I, and as as bad as this game is, apparently it's a goddamn masterpiece compared to the PlayStation version. Which uh, I watched some clips of it on YouTube. Like, you wouldn't think it would be that much worse, but oh my god, it's so much worse. There's less fog, but now you can just see how shitty all the character models <laughs> look, and the sa- the sound clips are so so bad like i don't know what happened but like a lot of people you know if, if, when you're making worst games ever made list south park ps1 generally makes the cut and on see that, that's so. another thing i didn't know they so had we got a playstation the version of it either i just know the yeah. 64 version yeah 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 and i mean based on the like i said the tremendously low quality of like licensed games especially things based on a cartoon i think feel this like is slightly above the very bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. yeah yeah but it, not not too far not very much more um it, it is playable it is are you ready to look, move yeah. on to the our listing i think here? i'm ready to move on yeah. to rankings yeah so each week we rank the games that we have currently played uh we are up to quite a damn few right now we are this this will be our 137th game wow. holy shit 
Uh, We're almost wanna, halfway through the system. We are almost there. Yeah, so, yeah, I'll go first, sure. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I do think this game is at least functional, but, oh, man, is it boring. It's so boring. The fact that you mm. just only have... You literally have one enemy walking around snow with fog. It's just... It's not fun. It's definitely... Whenever... Whenever your test of a game that you want to stop playing ten minutes in is that you're bored of it, yeah, that is that is no good. Um, you and, and the, you and Lindsay were actively getting cranky playing yeah. this and one. The, and the, multi, the multiplayer is, it, you know, as Emily can attest, it was probably playable at some point. Yeah, it is not anymore. Uh, um, it's been out. It's been outclassed in every way. In every way by, and it probably I'm sure it was at the time as well. Oh no, but, I mean at the time um, you also had Golden Eyes, so I mean. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm putting it at number, I think, 116 on the list. Yes, you um, had it between Starshot is right above it and Dark Rift is right below it. Yeah, so it. I would rather play Starshot, the weird French circus game. At least it's weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at least it's weird. Um, for me, I am going to put this uh, a little higher, but not much. This is going to be my new ge- number 104. So that's uh, right below Extreme G2 and right above NBA in the zone. In the zone. Oh my uh, God, I hated that game. It, it might almost have gotten a little boost just because uh, there's a little bit of nostalgia for it because I did have this game when I was a kid. But, like, I also remember playing this as a kid and thinking, this isn't very good. Okay. Like, I'm going to play this because I have it, uh, but it's not very good. Like, I know that. I can acknowledge that. It just that's it like doesn't a founda- get the tone. That's, that's like a foundational aspect of being a little kid mm-hmm. is being, like... I have this. I'm gonna play. You, you would the TV would be on, and you're like, I know this isn't very good, but I'm gonna watch it. You just watch what's there, yeah. Or you play the video game because you have it, yeah. right? There's no semblance of like I'm gonna respond to quality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe you just it, oh, there's a screen in front of me. I will look at it. Exactly. <laughs> Emily, you have exactly one game on this list, so congratulations. South Park is your favorite game. Aww. I bet you didn't even know. I was gonna. <laughs> put, it's also can, your least can favorite I put game. Batman on over that. You yeah, can put the Batman. fictional version of Batman we invented on this show that uses the South Park engine right. and where he's, he runs around in a small town throwing snowballs. <laughs> so Emily's list is the Lost Vikings and then Batman, <laughs> fictional Batman and then South Park. Yes, yes. Okay. fictional That's Batman. Right. I'm, I'm good with this list. It's- it kind of makes me think of that reskin that somebody did of Doom, where like every surface, every weapon, and every sound effect is Tim Allen from uh, Home Improvement. <laughs> oh my god! Grunting. Look, look that up. Like it's it'll melt your brain, but it's hysterical. Uh, well, thank you so much, Emily, for being on the show. I miss you. We got to record more together. Yes, we do. We got to figure some stuff out. Um, and thank you both for uh, indulging my my fact bombs I was dropping on you. I know Woody gets a little twitchy well, when I do that. Again, but like, I've got so much to say. Wait, I want to do I want to do one more thing. Oh, since yeah. You guys are here. Give me give me like a very quick, like five shows um, ranking of adult animated shows. Okay. All right. So um, I would say Rick and Morty is above this. I don't know. I'm I'm not going to do these in any specific order because my brain can't process it right now. I would say Rick and Morty's up there. I I would say Venture Venture Brothers is maybe my number one. Oh, wow. Uh, I think Big Mouth would make the cut. Mm -hmm. BoJack Horseman would make the cut. Uh, And... Uh, well, are we counting Simpsons in this? Yeah, or I is, think Simpsons I think, and Futurama are both on there since you guys have a Futurama podcast. Yeah, and we've talked about like it's hard to pick between Simpsons and Futurama because so one both, of those is going to be so, the number they're so one. Different, so you can't. They're not like the the highs of the Simpsons were always higher, mm-hmm. but Futurama is more consistent. Yeah, yes. they did yeah. through pretty much the whole run. Yeah, so I would say I would, I would keep those in equal bearing. Yeah, yeah. that'd be my. I don't know. Me, what about you, Emily? Um, I've not seen BoJack Horseman, so I can't um, use that one. 
but I would definitely mm. put The Simpsons. Um, actually, I'm going to include Daria in that one because I feel oh, like Daria was like a big deal. At, actually, around the same time as South Park. Um, yeah. Let me see. What else would I include in that list? Um, <laughs> you guys are going to hate me. I'm going to include Batman mm. the Animated Series because even though it's a kid's show, it also is not a kid's show. Yeah. No, I, a, I watched it show. like uh, six months ago and loved God, it. I watched it again. Show. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, it holds up like amazingly. I'm going to keep Futurama on that list because it's mm-hmm. not The Simpsons and it is its own thing. It's its own thing. And for number five, what would I put for number five? Porn. Probably. Cartoon porn. Some Probably kind of anime Those weird porn. things the fam- with the Family Guy, family guy parody. Porn <laughs> family porn guy parody. having sex with a Na'vi from Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Have you been going through my Google history? <laughs> <laughs> you know I have an alert. Yeah. There you go. So I just you guys just recorded another episode of World of Tomorrow, right? This is like a crossover. It's a crossover, much, yeah. 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 And Danny... Yeah, Fair- what, about, what about yours, Woody? <laughs> oh, um... This was not just an excuse to turn it back to me, but I'm just uh, the Simpsons, uh, BoJack. I I like a lot, Um, and Bob's Burgers has been Bob's Bob's Burgers would be my number five. I I do think South South Park is probably on there somewhere because the episodes that I really like, I do, I do really like. Yeah, no, there really are some brilliant episodes of that. There really, really are. Um, So I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, you can't discredit the show because I mean. For all yeah. of the issues that it does have now, it was groundbreaking when it came out. So you can't take oh, yeah. it away from it. No. And it still has moments where they've been on, like, the right side of history with yeah. a lot of things. You know, like, they they were, you know, the, the early episode where they introduced Big Gay Al. I was one of the first, like, out gay characters on TV. Even though he was, like, this absurd caricature, he was this very open, positive character. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they, they've been in favor of gay marriage. They've been, in like, against... Uh, there was an episode where they were shooting down 9-11 truthers. I remember that uh, one. Which was really nice to see. So, you know, they, they've been on the right side about as often as they've been yeah. on the wrong side. I think that, you know, these last few years have just melted everyone's brain. And yeah. Our mm. sense of reality has just gone out the window. And all we can do is start Nintendo 64 theme podcast to give <laughs> our life some semblance of order and direction it's uh it's really that sad that that's Phantom exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what, whatever your very niche interest might be and one of these days i will figure out what a danny phantom yeah, is you know. damn millennials i told you he's half ghost that doesn't tell me much he's okay, a half go- right. what's his other half boy <laughs> boy <laughs> thank you so much emily for being on the show where can people find your stuff all right so we may or may not have mentioned that there is another podcast that you and i have done many moons uh-huh. ago called the world of tomorrow and that is found at the world of tomorrow podcast that uh oh, i'm giving out the email no that's not what i yeah. want though i went in the website <laughs> uh world of tomorrow podcast uh, wordpress every time this happened uh, I never get it. I never get it. Never once have you gotten this right. <laughs> <laughs> to my f- credit, I don't have my handy dandy notebook with me. <laughs> and when I did have it, I didn't look at it. So <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, I also have another podcast with podcast. They say I did that too, which is there called Going Cast, which is a Danny Phantom podcast. And it's basically the same format. It's me and a guest and we go episode by episode. I am on episode two, but I have cool. three episodes. So you're halfway now. there, I'm right? Halfway through the series, yes. <laughs> um, Ollie was my first guest, 
And then, oh, I love Ollie. Oh, he was so he was fun. On the, he was on the F Zero episode. Yeah, right? he was on. He was on our oh, show as well. Sweetheart. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because with him, he's never seen the show. So having him oh. do the first episode was actually amazing because he's like, "Oh no, this is really interesting." I'm like, "Gotcha." So yeah. <laughs> so hook him while they're young. Um, yeah. So that's going. I don't past. know how old Ollie is. That might be a burn. I don't mean to burn Ollie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and that's goingcastpodcast.wordpress.com and, you know, the Stitcher. Is it iTunes? I don't know if it's iTunes. It hasn't been iTunes for years. It's called Apple Podcast now, stupid. yeah. Yeah. It's so dumb. Anyway. God, why are they so dumb? Keep And by the way, Apple Podcast, uh, feature me once in a while. Make me one of your featured podcasts, you jerk. Are you afraid? Are you afraid of what we have to say about Nintendo 64 games? Or, you know, half ghost boys. Or half ghost, half boy boys. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much where you can find me. The the podcast for the world of tomorrow is WOT underscore pod question mark. Don't add the question <laughs> sure. mark. That's not that's not Don't add the, the question the mark. And then the other okay. podcast is going cat at going cast. Okay. No G awesome. G O I N. Oh going. Going. Like going. Going going cast. Going. Do people look at it and think, what, they're going to be talking about Goins, and I don't know what that is. I, I am so confused as to anything that is going on right now. <laughs> Welcome Which to is a good place world. to leave it, I think. It's a good place to leave it. Emily, thank you so much. Thank you for having uh, me. Absolutely. Th- everybody, tune in next week. We've got a big one for you. We're going to be talking about NBA Hangtime and NBA Showtime, colon, NBA on NBC. We have a very special guest, which I'm going to keep it a surprise for right Whoa. now. Is it I'll keep me? a surprise. We have it's I realized not you. I spoiled that when I said that. Earlier, oh, that's okay. But, yeah, okay. yeah. We did already play it, but we have a special guest. It's going to be really cool. And this is like us revisiting our lost episode. People have been listening to us from the beginning. That was our third episode. We lost it because the file got corrupted, and now we're back. And it's hopefully, better it's not than still ever. corrupted. Yeah. I would say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. We got All some right. star power. Well, so long, everybody. Fart, 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 fart. Yeah, I want some cheesy poofs. <laughs> All right, on your face.